0: This is Acropulse Daybreak for Friday, February 18th, brought to you by Watkinson and Miller and Dairy Management Incorporated. Good morning, I'm Jeff Daly. Here's today's headlines. Senate averts a shutdown, USDA gears up trade missions, and short corn on the way. Congressional negotiators get a new deadline. Congressional negotiators now have until March 11 to agree on a massive bill to fund the government for a fiscal year that started nearly five months ago. The Senate last night cleared a continuing resolution that averts a government shutdown and keeps the government funded at fiscal 21 levels for three more weeks. Fiscal 22 began October 1st. Republicans forced Democrats to vote down several proposed amendments to the CR, including one that would have cut off funding for federal vaccine mandates. That amendment narrowly failed, 46 to 47. Dubai's just first of several USDA trade missions in 22. USDA Foreign Agriculture Service Administrator Daniel Whitney got on the phone with reporters yesterday to talk about the trade mission he's leading to Dubai this week and promised that the agency is already planning several more around the globe to help market U.S. farm goods. Whitley said the next destinations will be revealed as early as next week, but he did stress that it makes sense to target places with strong growth potential for ag exports such as Southeast Asia or Africa. Take note, the Trump administration started negotiations for free trade agreements with the UK and Kenya. The Biden administration has not yet sought to rekindle those talks, but Whitley offered a hint of optimism that PACs may still be viable with those countries. Obviously, we've got two sort of trade agreements that are hanging in the balance, the UK and Kenya, that the administration is going to have to make a decision on at some point, he said. I can see interest in American ag companies in wanting to go there. U.S. soy trade with China staying strong for February. The Brazilian soybean crop is more than a quarter harvested, but the U.S still selling a lot of old crop to China that according to the latest weekly USDA trade data for February 4th to 10th, U.S. sellers contracted uh, during the week to sell 224,500 metric tons of soybeans to China for the twenty one twenty two market a year. USDA also noted export sales of 371,700 tons to unknown destinations, which often turns out to be China. The U.S. shipped 575,700 tons of soybeans to China during the seven-week period. That makes China, again, the biggest destination for U.S. soy. But the U.S. is also racking up sales to China of new crop soybeans for delivery in the 22-23 marketing year that doesn't begin until September one. Chinese buyers contracted uh, purchases of over 876,000 tons and 530,000 tons booked for unknown destinations. Egypt, Mexico, and Taiwan also contracted for 22-23 soybeans. We'll have more AgriPulse Daybreak after this. Located in Washington, D.C., Watkinson Miller has been providing legal services to the agriculture industry for more than 30 years. The attorneys at Watkinson Miller possess a unique combination of knowledge, skills, and experience working with commodity boards and their partner organizations and the U.S. Department of Agriculture. Watkinson Miller is proud to serve the agriculture community by delivering top-quality legal services that achieve cost-effective results. Welcome back to AgriPulse Daybreak. Bio seeks release of FDA draft guidance on animal biotech. The biotech industry is calling on the White House to allow the release of the FDA draft guidance for regulating products made using animal biotechnology. Publications of the guidance would give all stakeholders an ability to review, analyze, and comment on changes FDA has proposed to its process for animal biotechnology based on stakeholder feedback to date, the Biotechnology Industry Organization says in a letter to the Office of Management and Budget. USDA is considering a plan that would split authority for animal biotechnology between FDA and USDA. But the bio letter says that proposed framework would give rise to certain challenges, not the least of which relates to a lack of clarity regarding support for the USDA framework by FDA. Shorter corn coming from Bayer in 2024, the company says, Seed giant Bayer plans to make short statue corn hybrids broadly available in 2024, that allowing growers to apply nutrients and crop protection chemicals more precisely. The plant which is being used in Mexico improves standability, allowing the corn to better withstand windy conditions and includes better green snap and stalk lodging tolerance. The company said yesterday in a review of its R&D pipeline. The corn, which is about one-third shorter than standard height hybrids, also has a deeper root system, helping tolerate drier conditions and potentially sequestering more carbon. About 150 farmers in the U.S. will test the products out next season, Bayer said. In addition, Bayer said new versions of its Bolgard cotton and intact soybeans are in development. Said farmers are using the Climate FieldView data platform across 180 million acres in 23 countries, contributing to the largest database of grower and field trial seed performance data in the industry. USDA Tech Driving Dairy Productivity Growth Conventional dairy operations have been increasing their productivity by more than Two and a half percent a year due to technology improvements, that according to USDA economists. Organic dairy farms have been increasing productivity as well, but at a slower pace, just under seven-tenths percent. Factors that play into the dairy sector's productivity growth include improved genetics, selective breeding, enhanced feed formulations, and advanced digital record-keeping. The industry's increased efficiency is especially clear in the amount of milk farms are getting from each cow. The U.S. herd expanded only slightly from 9.2 million in 2000 to 9.4 million in 2020, the annual growth of just a tenth of a percent. But milk output per cow grew over the same period by more than 1.5 percent a year, from 18,200 pounds in 2000 to nearly 23,800 pounds in 2020. That according to the Economic Research Service study. By the numbers, 54,152. The industrial hemp acreage that farmers planted in 2021, according to the USDA first-ever survey of the crop, The National Agriculture Statistics Service report could help the industry in its efforts to raise the amount of THC allowed in industrial hemp, which is currently three-tenths percent. Only 33,500 acres of hemp were actually harvested last year, and that was partly because so-called hot plants exceeded the THC limit, had to be destroyed. That according to NAS Crops Branch Chief Lance Honey. Representative Shelley Pingree, the Maine Democrat, introduced a bill earlier this month that would raise the THC limit to 1%. Here's today's He Said It. The enthusiasm we've seen here has shown that there's a lot of pinup demand for American agriculture. That Foreign Agriculture Service Administrator, Daniel Whitley, from Dubai. Well, that's Daybreak for this Friday, February 18th. Brought to you by Watkinson Miller and Dairy Management Incorporated. For the latest news out of Washington, D.C., visit AgriPulse.com. For AgriPulse Daybreak, I'm Jeff Daly.